Welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We're so grateful that you're listening to the show today. Of course, here is Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooten. We've got a great show for you today. It's the second part of our last podcast. This is on Leaders Must Lead. And guess what? You will be criticized. You can find more about this podcast because it comes from an article, the content here, that you can find at Rev. Shane L. Bishop if you search for Facebook. So we're going to get a little bit more into what it's like to lead in the criticism that comes with it. Shane, what's going on with you today? Hey, man. Having a great day. We've got a lot of things going, Mike. We've got a new book we're launching. Uh, just, just kind of a busy time. We're getting ready to do this huge evangelism launch at yeah. the church. So I would say I'm kind of in my zone. When, when you yeah. get about a million things to do and you don't have time to do any of them and they all interest you and and everything is just kind of flying around, that's when I'm starting to feel good about life. Shane, uh, we got great energy around the church right now. And I really would, could you just take a moment and talk about evangelism for you? Because it's a part of who you are. And I think you see a little shift going on in the country with evangelism as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I think if you take a look at 2019 and you look at all the cultural upheaval and a lot of that bled into churches. A lot of churches prior to 2019, for example, had Democrats and Republicans in them. After about 2019 or so, it became very difficult to have Republicans in a church led by Democrats or Democrats in a church led by Republicans. And everything became very politicized. People began to look at theology through a political lens and churches in my mind, quite tragically, became very, very homogeneous. Throughout all of the fussing and fighting and people leaving and going to new churches and all of this drama, people just stopped doing evangelism because their church was a mess. Who wants to invite people to their mess? And so churches stopped doing evangelism. Thousand, one, thousand, two, pandemic. Well, now there's nothing to invite people to. Come and join us at the open building. You can stare from your car. There's nothing to invite people to. And then you roll out of that, so many of uh, denominations are imploding. You've got the United Methodist Church, kind of the last of the main line that's imploding now. There's so much drama going on about churches. And so I think the casualty has been evangelism. And God just put on my heart, churches need to get back to inviting people to Jesus. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, and uh, we're really excited about a lot of energy Uh, around it. All right, let's get to the content today about leading and the criticism that comes with it. And the first point that we have today, Shane, from your article is really encouraging to me, especially I think as I've kind of, it's helped me grow as as a young leader. And it's this, realize you won't always get it right because leaders are not perfect. What do you have to say about that, Shane? Well, you're not always going to get it right. And there are several reasons for that. Sometimes no matter what you do is going to be wrong. Sometimes the data that you have when you have to make a decision is either incomplete or inaccurate. So you're not always going to get it right. Uh, And leaders aren't perfect. We're, We're not flawless. Leaders are just the people who have the courage to make the tough calls, who learn from their mistakes, and then they make the next tough call. You know, Shane, when I first got into the, I come from a, a family where you're supposed to work hard. Like I got that work ethic. Oh, you, you came hard. from the restaurant business. I yeah. mean, that's, that's hitting it you, all day, every day, right? Too, and my grandparents were military, uh, that, you know, you do a good job. You do the very best that you can. 
What I found as I started to first rise as a leader is that there was almost a perfectionism in me. Mm -hmm. And so many of these leadership decisions, how you have to gather data, qualitative data too, and and how you have to roll with the punches, if I I tried to be perfect, I was going to miss opportunities. Of course. Or or I was going way too slow. So I've had to kind of chill out and say, uh, you know, how can I listen? How can I make decisions? How can I lean on mentors? But- perfectionism really, really stunts the growth of a leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you won't pull the trigger, you know, uh, until the wind is right and everything is perfect. You're not going to pull the trigger. Well, leaders have to make decisions. So what you need to understand is you're not going to be perfect. You're going to have to make decisions and you don't have to get everything right. But Mike, you do have to get the big ones right. Yeah. And so whenever you're not perfect, criticism may come, right? Well, even if you are perfect, (laughs) criticism is going to come. No matter what you do, you're going to be criticized. All right. Next point for today. Don't read your own press, good or bad. I mean, Shane, I want to read the good press. What do you mean? Well, I just know so many people whose self-esteem is based on how they're perceived. Uh, As as a Christian leader, your self-esteem has to be based on on who you are in Christ. Uh, As a leader... Your, your self-esteem has to be based upon whether or not you're being true to your mission and, mm. and true to your calling. If, if you let public feedback inflate your head or, or rip your heart out, you're looking to the wrong sources for reinforcement for what you do. So I just say don't read your own press. You're never as good as your friends think you are. You're, you're never as bad as your enemies think. And I think some of the most the best decisions I've made as a leader were some of the most hotly criticized at the time. But heat ebbs and flows, good decisions hold firm. I love that. Really got to get in touch with what your mission is. But also there is a, I think it leads us to the next point. There's a squaring up with God as well, right? Who are we ultimately doing this stuff for? Yeah, I think before you go to bed every night, you look in the mirror and you just make sure both you and God are good with each other. You know, are, are you good about the leader you see? Are you good with how you went about business that day? Did you honor God? Did you respect people? Those are fair questions to ask. And I had a coach. I was maybe early in college. I was assistant baseball coach in a small town. And the head baseball coach said something to me, uh, just mentoring me, that I, I really loved. He said, look, at, look in the mirror every night. It's just you and God. And if the two of you are squared up, let the world work around you. Mm. And I thought that was just such mm. great advice. <laughs> and what I would add to that, and sleep like a baby. Yeah. You know, just sleep like a baby. Squared up with God, sleep like a baby. I love it. You're getting people off the roller coaster of other people's opinions. Uh, all these outward forces is becomes about the person, what they're called to do, and just being right with their creator. That's I exactly love, right. I love that. Part of that also uh, is prayer, right, Shane? So for our next point, you've talked about prayer is just really critical whenever you're a leader. You know, sometimes, Mike, a lot of high-level Christian leaders, it would be very difficult to tell the difference between them and high-level non-Christian leaders. They have the same skill set. They're, they're gifted. Uh that, you know, I, I've heard it said before that a lot of these pastors of these very, very, very large churches were going to be successful no matter what they did. But one of the things I think about a lot is what differentiates us from business, what differentiates us. It's not just what we do, but it's also the, the fact that we rely upon God. 
We mm. are in an enterprise where we are somehow uh, standing between a, a holy God yeah. and the love that he has for people. So for me, uh, prayer has to be a part of how we make decisions as Christian leaders. Shane, I also think like with with highly skilled leaders and people, you know, we can go through these processes and it appear we're getting we're making the right decisions. Maybe there's some type of growth as well. But there's an issue if we get out of prayer, we actually may be getting off God's course for us as well. And there's those moments, like when we're spending with God, that I do just believe whether it's God pulling on us or or putting things, uh, putting us on the right path, there is a danger for a highly skilled leader uh, who just doesn't in, in engage in prayer at all. Absolutely. And it may not show at first. It may not show at first. But one of the things I think about a lot, Mike, is what are prayers that God always wants to answer? You know, uh, when we repent of our sin, there's a prayer God always wants to answer. Uh, when we ask Jesus to come into our heart, there's a prayer God always wants to answer. Well, the Bible's really clear that wisdom is a prayer that God always wants to answer. So for a leader to pray regularly that God would give them wisdom to lead wisdom to govern, uh, that God would give them wisdom. I, I think it's a prayer God always wants to answer. I think it's a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Shane, let's face it, a part of leadership is is what other people say about us. It is our reputation. You know, we can control some of that by our choices, but you know what happens in this world, especially a viral world. You know, some person interprets what we say in a negative way, and there's this viral mob. What do we do with our uh, reputation in ways that um, maybe are beyond us? Many, many years ago, I was talking uh, to a colleague, and it was had to do with culture wars. And, and I, I said, you know what? I, I stand in this particular place, but I don't want my legacy to be X, that I was against this group of people mm. or this kind of thing. And, and he looked at me and he was so sincere, had a little fire in his eyes. He said, you have no say over your legacy. You only have say over your decisions. And that really, really helped me. Mm. Um, reputation is what other people think about us. Integrity is who we are. I believe that if I operate with integrity, I have to trust God to guard my reputation Unfortunately, we live in a time of political division. And even within the church, people who have disagreements often don't treat one another like Christians with disagreements. They treat them like political enemies. Hmm. And what political enemies do is they destroy one another. Hmm. I mean, it's just a kill-what-you-eat kind of world. Mm -hmm. And so even inside the church, there, there is, is a lot of slander that can happen. Sometimes people don't realize they're doing damage. I've always said if you don't give people correct information, they will fill in the blanks mm -hmm. almost always with inaccurate information. But they'll share that as if it's true. They're wrong, but they're certainly not uncertain. And so I believe that if God doesn't protect us, Mike, we don't have a chance. So leaders have to make tough decisions. Uh, people are going to question it. Yeah. Because you think about it, if it's a 0-100 decision, you don't need a leader. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's it's raining outside. You got to walk to your car. Should I take an umbrella? That's a 0-100 decision. Yes, you should take an umbrella. Anybody can figure that one out. A lot of tough leadership decisions are what I call those 40-60 decisions, mm -hmm. one way or the other. Uh, it's not real clear what to do. 
That's where you need real leaders. And that is where no matter what you decide, you're going to get criticized. And sometimes you don't know how things are going to turn out. Yeah. You know, you just don't know how they're going to turn out. So yeah. let's say I'm just going to make something up. Let's say there's a snowstorm that hits mm-hmm. on a Saturday and a pastor has to decide whether or not to hold live worship on Sunday. Yeah. So that it's really close. There's not ice, but there's a lot of snow. Are people going to be safe? There's a ton of decisions that have to be made. So you just said, yeah, we're going to hold church. Well, that's great. Except for the people who say, well, you shouldn't have held church. If you decide not to hold church, other people say, you're going to let that keep you from holding church. Mm. And then if you hold church and four people slip and fall, now your insurance company is going to say, you know what? You shouldn't have done that. So I'm just going to say, no matter what you decide, it's probably wrong. If you call off church, now your offering might take you a month to recover. So no matter what you do. So I think at the end of the day, you're going to be criticized, whether you're right or wrong in your decisions. Make sure you have integrity. Trust God to guard your reputation. And God is worthy of our trust. He's going to take care of us. And that's what I think that we have the edge on other leaders, Shane, because we have a God who's with us, a a God who uh, can take care of us in ways that uh, we could never take care of ourselves. Well, Shane, as we begin to uh, close this podcast, any other thoughts on being a leader and the criticism that comes with it? Criticism is inevitable. So it's just inevitable. Criticism can hurt particularly if it comes from people who are close to you. And and I think you just got to realize that we're human beings. So what you do is you have to absorb criticism. You just you just have to realize it's it's a cost of doing business if you mm. want to be a leader. <laughs> Take your hurt to God. Let your mission guide you. Mm. But if at the end of the day you do feel called to be a leader, you're just going to have to lead, Mike. You're just going to have to lead. Hopefully what we've shared in these last two episodes uh, equips people to lead more effectively. And at the end of the day, you also need to stay sane doing it. Well, over these last two episodes, we've talked about leadership and criticism. We really gave you practical ways in the first episode, more spiritual ways in this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Me and Shane are really grateful that you would take the time to do so in our prayer And our hope is that it is helping you navigate the changes in your life. We'll talk with you next time and make sure that you keep the change.